0: lycidas by john milton from the world's best poetry volume three sorrow and consolation part two read for LibriVox.org by thomas peter lycidas yet once more o ye lauros and once more ye myrtles brown with ivy never sear i come to pluck your berries harsh and crude and with forced fingers rude, Shatter your leaves before the mellowing year. Better constraint and sad occasion, dear, Compels me to disturb your season due. For Lycidas is dead, dead ere his prime, Young Lycidas, and hath not left his peer. Who would not sing for Lycidas? He knew himself to sing, and build the lofty rhyme. He must not float upon his watery bier unwept, And welter to the parching wind Without the meed of some melodious tear. Begin, then, sisters of the sacred well, That from beneath the seat of Jove doth spring. Begin, and somewhat loudly sweep the string, Hence with denial vain and coy excuse, So may some gentle muse with lucky words Favor my destined urn, and as he passes turn, and bid fair peace be to my sable shroud for we were nursed upon the self-same hill fed the same flock by fountain shade and rill together both ere the high lawns appeared under the opening eyelids of the morn we drove afield and both together heard what time the gray fly winds her sultry horn battening our flocks with the fresh dews of night off till the star that rose at evening bright Toward heaven's descent had sloped his westering wheel. Meanwhile the rural ditties were not mute, Tempered to the Oaten flute. Rough satyrs danced, and fawns with cloven heel From the glad song would not be absent long, And old Demetis loved to hear our song. But, oh, the heavy change, now thou art gone, Now thou art gone, and never must return thee shepherd thee the woods and desert caves with wild thyme and the gadding vine o'ergrown and all their echoes mourn. the willows and the hazel copses green shall now no more be seen fanning their joyous leaves to thy soft lays as killing as the canker to the rose or taint-worm to the weanling herds that graze or frost of flowers that their gay wardrobe wear when first the white thorn blows such lycidas thy loss to shepherd's ear where were ye nymphs when the remorseless deep closed o'er the head of your loved lycidas for neither were ye playing on the steep where your old bards the famous druids lie nor on the shaggy top of mona high nor yet where diva spreads her wizard stream ay me i fondly dream had ye been there for what could that have done what could the muse herself that orpheus bore the muse herself, for her enchanting son, whom universal nature did lament, when, by the rout that made the hideous roar, his gory visage down the stream was sent, down the swift Hebrus to the Lesbian shore. Alas, what boots it with incessant care to tend the homely, slighted shepherd's trade, and strictly meditate the thankless muse? were it not better done as others use to sport with amaryllis in the shade or with the tangles of nairus hair fame is the spur that the clear spirit doth raise that last infirmity of noble minds to scorn delights and live laborious days but the fair guerdon when we hope to find and think to burst out into sudden blaze comes the blind fury with the abhorred shears and slits the thin-spun life. But not the praise, Phoebus replied, And touched my trembling ears. Fame is no plant that grows on mortal soil, Nor in the glistering foil set off to the world, Nor in broad rumour lies, But lives and spreads aloft by those pure eyes, And perfect witness of all-judging Jove, As he pronounces lastly on each deed, Of so much fame in heaven expect thy meed o fountain arethus and thou honored flood smooth sliding minceus crowned with vocal reeds that strain i heard was of a higher mood but now my oat proceeds and listens to the herald of the sea that came in neptune's plea he asked the waves and asked the felon winds WHAT HARD MISHAP HATH DOOMED THIS GENTLE SWAIN? AND QUESTIONED EVERY GUST OF RUGGED winds THAT BLOWS FROM OFF EACH BEAKED PROMONTORY, THEY KNEW NOT OF HIS STORY. AND SAGE Hippotides THEIR ANSWER BRINGS, THAT NOT A BLAST WAS FROM HIS DUNGEON STRAYED. THE AIR WAS CALM, AND ON THE LEVEL BRINE, SLEEK Panope WITH ALL HER SISTERS PLAYED. IT WAS THAT FATEFUL AND PERFIDIOUS BARK, BUILT IN THE ECLIPSE and rigged with curses dark that sunk so low that sacred head of thine next camus reverend sire went footing slow his mantle hairy and his bonnet sedge and wrought with figures dim and on the edge like to that sanguine flower inscribed with woe ah who hath reft quoth he my dearest pledge last came and last did go the pilot of the galilean lake two massy keys he bore of metals twain the golden opes the iron shuts amain he shook his mitred locks and stern bespake how well could i have spared for thee young swain enough of such as for their bellies sake creep and intrude and climb into the fold of other care they little reckoning make Than how to scramble at the shearer's feast And shove away the worthy bidden guest Blind mouse, that scarce themselves know how to hold a sheep-hook Or have learned aught else the least That to the faithful herdsman's art belongs What wrecks it then? What need they? They are sped and when they list their lean and flashy songs Grate on their scrannel pipes of wretched straw, The hungry sheep look up and are not fed, But, swollen with wind and the rank mist they draw, Rot inwardly, and foul contagion spread. Besides what the grim wolf with privy paw Daily devours apace, and nothing's said, for that two-handed engine at the door stands ready to smite once and smite no more return alpheus the dread voice is past that shrunk thy streams return sicilian muse and call the vales and bid them hither cast their bells and flowerets of a thousand hues Ye valleys low, where the mild whispers use of shades, And wanton winds, and gushing brooks, On whose fresh lap the swart star sparely looks, Throw hither all your quaint enameled eyes, That on the green turf suck the honeyed showers, And purple all the ground with vernal flowers. Bring the wraith primrose that forsaken dies, The tufted crow-toe and pale jesimony the white pink and the pansy freaked with jet the glowing violet the musk rose and the well-attired woodbine with cowslips wan that hang the pensive head and every flower that sad embroidery wears bid amaranthus all his beauty shed and daffodilies fill their cups with tears to strew the laureate hearse where Lysid lies for so to interpose a little ease let our frail thoughts dally with false surmise ay me whilst thee the shores and sounding seas wash far away where'er thy bones are hurled, whether beyond the stormy Hebrides, where thou perhaps under the whelming tide visits the bottom of the monstrous world, or whether thou to our moist vows denied sleep'st by the fable of Bellaris old, where the great vision of the guarded mount looks towards the Mancus and Bayonis hold, look homeward, angel, now, and melt with ruth and o oh, ye dolphins waft the hapless youth weep no more woeful shepherds weep no more for lycidas your sorrow is not dead sunk though he be beneath the watery floor so sinks the day-star in the ocean bed and yet anon repairs his drooping head And tricks his beams And with new-spangled ore Flames in the forehead of the morning sky So Lycidas sunk low But mounted high Through the dear might of him That walked the waves Where other groves and other streams along With nectar pure his oozy locks he laves And hears the unexpressive nuptial song In the blessed kingdoms meek of joy and love there entertain him all the saints above, in solemn troops and sweet societies, that sing, and singing in their glory move, and wipe the tears forever from his eyes. Now, Lycidas, the shepherds weep no more. Henceforth thou art the genius of the shore, in thy large recompense, and shalt be good to all that wander in that perilous flood." Thus sang the uncouth swain to the oaks and rills, While the still morn went out with sandals gray. He touched the tender stops of various quills, With eager thought warbling his doric lay. And now the sun had stretched out all the hills, And now was dropped into the western bay. At last he rose, and twitched his mantle blue, Tomorrow to fresh woods and pastures new.